God. Good to be in church. There'd be a lot of people that say, it's Friday night, man. What do you mean it's good to be in church? You know what? There'd have been a time I was like that. And I won't put another word in front of that. I just had have been that way. And it would have not, how about it would be un, it would have been unwise. I have spoken unwisely in the past. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. But now we know better. Not, not only do we know, we, you know, so many times we think, well, you should be in church. No, we get to go to church. It's not that we should. Yes, we should be, but it's not a question of doing it for the right or wrong reason. We're doing it because we like it. Right. Right? So many things that we feel like we're, and we're going to talk about being led tonight, so many of those things we do because we think, well, we've got to do this right or we don't want to do this wrong. You know, those are leadings of sorts, but do you know if you're just following God, you don't have to worry about that. Because right. if you're following God, you won't do anything right, wrong, right? Mm-hmm. right. Wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you'll do just what He said, and He's never wrong. There's, there's one way, and it's perfect, and if we're being led by that one way, we're always being led perfectly. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And that's the best way. That's the best way to be led. If you can be led in perfection, that's a way to go. And love is perfect. Glory to God. Let's open up our Bibles to... Uh, oh, where did we end last week? Let's open up around Romans 8 where we kind of started last week and we'll, then we'll go elsewhere. Thank you, Lord. Romans 8, 14. Y'all good tonight? You look good. Some of my pretty must be rubbing off. (laughs) For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And and how are we led by the Spirit of God? It's not like the Spirit of God's in front of us. It's not the Spirit of God's behind us. He's in us. And and He chose to lead us by putting His Spirit in us. And and when He puts His Spirit in us, now we are of His DNA. We're now, when you're saved and the Spirit of God is in you, you have the DNA of God and you are now a son of God. You are a child of the Most High God. And that's when you have the ability to be led. You know, my daughter knows how to be led by me. She doesn't always choose that, right? And we're the same way many times. We know exactly... Why? Because we have His Spirit in us. We know exactly what God would have us do, and sometimes we choose not to. But the good news is we can always choose to because we have His ability in us. By the Spirit of God in us, we have His ability. Not, not that, that leading gives us the ability to follow. Amen? You know, a lot of people, they say, you know, I want to be a leader. All you have to do to be a, a good leader is to be worthy of being followed. That's what, that is why Jesus is the leader. That's why God is the leader. He, he, is, he is totally worthy to be followed. He will never take us somewhere we shouldn't be. We'll never be in a situation that we can't handle. Amen? And because why? If you got the Spirit of God in you, there's really not a situation you can't handle. Amen? If we'll look to the one inside, the greater one, 
When we look to the greater one, we will always have an answer to any question that comes up. We will always be in a position to succeed in our own life and better yet, a position to cause others to succeed. Amen? Amen? Because if, you, if you're led by the Spirit of God, you're led by the Spirit of love. Yeah. Amen? Amen? The Spirit of love, it, it never fails. But have you ever noticed that... If you're selfish or if, you're, if you feel selfish one day, you're, you're never being led. <laughs> you're not by God anyway. You're being led, but it's by yourself. Yeah. You're being led by your own flesh. You, you don't want to do it this way. You want to do it this way. Yeah, and anytime you feel yourself saying, I don't want to do that, know that you didn't check to see if there was a, a, a godly option. What did God want? Amen. Because too many times we're just going to say, I don't know. <laughs> now. And, and generally speaking, the minute you say that, if you'll check with God exactly right then, he'll say, yeah, that was you. Right? you. I want you to do that. Because your flesh doesn't want to do anything God wants to do. Amen? That's why he says, put on the new man. Right. He says, put on the new man. Get rid of that old man. We're new creatures in Christ. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. What, what made us new? The Spirit of God was put in us. And now we are children of God. We have the ability to be led by the Spirit of love, the Spirit of peace, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of joy. We have the ability to be led by all that He is. Every characteristic and quality of God is now inside of us, and it's up to us to do it. There were many times where I've watched my... In fact, is as she grows up, I see it more and more how the things I put in her, she's now, they're now coming out. And if I'd have looked at them when she was 16, I said, hmm. Of course, if my mom would have looked at me when she was 16 outside of faith, you know. But, and how many, how many of the rest of us have been? I mean, you, you grow and you, and you grow and you get better. You, you get bigger. You, get, you grow up. You know, that's why in chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians it says, when I was a child, I thought like a child. I basically acted like a child. When I became a man, I quit giving in to my flesh all the time. You know what completely keeps you from giving in to your flesh? Giving in to love. If you give in to love, you will never give in to your flesh. Your flesh will never have an opportunity to act or react in any situation you're in because you've given in to love. You've yielded yourself over to the Spirit of God, which is the Spirit of love. Amen? And that's what children of God ought to do. Amen? That's what, that's what He's raised us up to do. Look at uh, Ephesians 5. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us already. He's helping me. You guys just sit there and let Him. Hmm? Maybe we'll all get something together, right? Isn't he good to, to put us all in this family and then show us things together? And then we take it out to other places. And, and that's what being led is about, you know, and that's what we're getting ready to go into. Being led, it's great when you get your own life right. You know, it's good when God says go this way and you go that way and your life works out good. But being led is designed to put you in the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right things, 
creating an atmosphere where God works not only in you, but through you and around you to create love in them and bring them to a higher place. Our, our number one leading, our number one leading as a Christian, go into all the world. That's a leading. Jesus Christ said it. And he said, let me lead you. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. That was, that was one of the greatest leading. And, and for us, that should put it in, that should instill in us the will of God. The will of God is that people be saved, that they hear the good news, that they don't go to hell, that they don't, they don't live a, a poor existence in the earth and then die and go to hell when they leave here. His, his best and his greatest purpose was to, for our light to shine in such a way that, that Jesus Christ was shown to all the world. And the goodness of God was revealed. And when the goodness of God was revealed, you know what it does? It leads men. It gives them a whole nother leading to turn to, to repentance. And, and, and that's the leading of the Lord. You know, so many times people say, I just, don't, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. Go into all the world. Well, what part of the world should I go to? Your office? Right? Your truck? Your, your station, it, what, what do you do? That's your ministry. People, people are, 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 are our ministry. And when we go somewhere, our ministry should be in effect. And it's at the leading of the Lord. Amen? Every morning we should wake up ready to be led to the people we're going to. Amen? And, and that is a leading. And, and we don't just... We're, sometimes we're, we're out here looking for what we're supposed to do. You're, you're always, you can look selfishly for a leading, right? <laughs> Lord, I, I need some money. I need you to lead me how, how I can get some money. You know how you can do it? Do what he says. And he probably won't say anything to do with money. He'll say, love that person, smile at that person, give that person, go over here and talk to these people. Show these people something that I showed you in the Word. He's going to say, get out of yourself and get into me. Amen? The greatest leading you will ever hear is quit it. Stop looking to you and look to me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, the things I've got going on, the things I want to do in you and through you, the people I want to touch that are around you. God's unwilling. You want to know His unwill? His unwill is that anybody go to hell. That's His unwill, which makes His will that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen? That's a leading. If that's His will, we should be pursuing that every day. Why? Because we're being led by the will of God, the Word of God, the, the knowledge of His goodness. And, and we should be led by that every day, unwilling that one person leave this earth. And, you know, some there, people say, well, we're young, we got time. You know, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but you, be, you need to be ready. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes, sir. Be ready. You, you may be. I remember when I was a teenager and I thought, man, I'll live forever. And I will. But that's not the way I knew it back then. Yeah. You, just, you just thought you were invincible. You weren't. Right. Amen? There, there is no time 
where you are safe unsaved. That's why we need to be saved, because that makes us safe. Yeah. Right. Amen? Amen. When, you, when, we be, when we become saved, we become safe. And, and th- those are important things. And our leading as Christians, uh, the minute we're saved, we should begin to instill, in, God begins to instill in us this desire to love people. Right? And it comes through a love for Him. You love God, and God loves people. That's what Jesus did. He loved God. God loved people. He came to save all people. Amen? God so loved the world that He sent Jesus. Jesus came because God asked Him to. God sent Him. God, God, Jesus loved God, and in doing so, loved us. Glory to God. Well, that's out there away from the notes, but it's right. Amen? What did I say? Ephesians 5, verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God. That word followers means imitators. You know, to imitate somebody, you would have to follow them. You'd have, they'd have to be leading you. Amen? You'd have to spend time studying them, doing what they do. And he's not talking about talk with the same voice I'm talking about. He's saying, talk with the same words I use. Go the same places I go. Do it with the same heart that I do it. You, you, you want to you imitate God? You're going to love people on a huge level. And, and you'll have no time for yourself. You know, when God got me so busy with Bible studies, inner city kids, everything else, then I lost myself. And he knew what I needed to do because he knew I was selfish. Because guess what? You are too. Were too. You were too. Right? Now, now we're not. And he knew I was selfish. But when he got me so ex- I got excited about the things God was doing in the earth. Not just no longer tried trying, to, trying to get excited about what he could do in my life. But excited about what he would do in the lives of others. And when I became excited about those things, my leadings began to go to things that helped other people all the time. And I began to do it. Why? Because he's getting me away from being selfish. He's showing me how to be a son of God. Son of God, sons of God, children of God aren't selfish. They're followers as dear children. They're followers of love. God is love. Anywhere you see God, you can exchange love for it just like that. And it says, be ye followers of God as dear children. Be ye followers of love. So every situation you can look at and you can, and you know, they used to have those bracelets say, what would Jesus do? Not a bad bracelet because what would love do? In every situation, you could stop and ask yourself, what would love do right here? I've got two choices to make, selfish or love. I can be led by Dave, or I can be led by God. And, and I've got that choice every day that I wake up, just like you have. And, and if we choose to give in to our flesh, the first thing, I'd probably just lay in bed for a lot longer. Right? <laughs> Why? Because i got nothing, no reason to get up early, because I want to lay in bed. And then I want to get up and eat something that's not good for me. Right? 
Yeah, and then I want to do this and I want to do that. I want to go here and I want to go there. And then if you do all that all day long and then go home and write down what you, what you, who you affected, whose life you affected, you didn't even affect your own. Selfishness doesn't even, it does adversely. But we, at that point, if we, if we choose selfishness, we affect nobody else's life in the world. Amen? People say, well, sometimes you just got to think about yourself. Yeah, you think about what you can be doing for God. And if you think about what you can be doing for God, then he'll tell you to be doing something for others. You'll never get offended walking in love. Why? Because you're never thinking about yourself. You can't, you can't think about God and be offended. You can't walk in love and be offended. It can't happen. It is an impossibility. So many of these things, when we say, when he tells us to do it this way, you know, it says, we'll come back to this. Go to uh, um, Isaiah 48. Isaiah 48, verse 17. It says, Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teaches you to profit and leads you, guides you in a course of life by the way that you should go. You know, too many people are looking at law and deciding what they shouldn't do instead of being led by God to see what they should do. Got quiet. The, the, the mental, fleshly idea that I need to do this to be good enough or I need to do this to be good enough or I need to make sure I don't do this or God will be disappointed in me. You know what? If you do what you should do, the way he says it, you'll never have to be concerned about any of those things. See, when we think about works, works are selfish. They're, they're designed to put us in a place where God can love us. That's selfish. His works, the work of God, are designed to put you in a place where you can love others because you already know He loves you. Amen? And you're not concerned about what He thinks about you. You're not walking around. You you know when you're... You know, there's nobody in here that doesn't know when they do something wrong. There's not one person sitting in this room right now that, that... says, oh, that was wrong? No, you know it was wrong. And there's also no one in here that doesn't know when they did something right. Because your flesh will be sure to tell you, ooh, you did good. (laughs) See, See, right or wrong, selfishly, it's still wrong. But in Christ, when we walk in love, right is right because you do it with the right heart for the right reason at the right place at the right time and you say the right words and it affects somebody's life in such a way. And you may never hear it this side of heaven, but it affects lives around you in such a way that they're able to change. They're able to go another way. They're able to come up to another level. They see something, the goodness of God, that they didn't see before. Amen? And, and these are the things that, you know, the, the flesh is selfish. And that's, you know, if you look at like Ephesians and, and Galatians and, and Colossians, they spend a lot of time telling us to stay away from this and do this. It, it, they tell you what you should do 
And you know what they tell you when you should do it? Right here. Walk in love. Walk in love. And then when they start describing the things you should do, they're all love. You know, be patient, be kind, be tender-hearted. Those sounds like love words to me. And when they talk about things we shouldn't do, they sound selfish. Right? And I won't mention all those. Because not only do they sound selfish, they're really ugly words, too. You're like, ooh, I hope, Lord, help me not to be those. Because they're ugly words. Just go up to Ephesians 4 and you can read about them. But you can also read about the good words. Tenderhearted, kind, forbearing one another. Glory to God. Those are good things. And, and, and God says, I'll lead you in the way you should go. I'll take you. And you know, in, in when we do the children's, uh, what do we call it, um, pre- presentation, um, train up a child in the way he should go. God doesn't just put things in the Bible. He does them first and then tells you to do them. Amen? The reason we can train up a child in the way we should go is because we've been trained up in the way we should go. We've been taught what's profitable. Not not just that that verse, yes, it, it, it could get it could bring finances to you. Yes, it could. But it could teach you what you needed to keep finances. Because the reason you weren't keeping finances is because you weren't doing things that are profitable. You guys ever done stuff that wasn't profitable to your life? I've done a lot of things. And I look back and I'm like, man, that cost me. And it did. Why? Because it wasn't profitable. It didn't help me and it didn't help anybody around me. And you know, you've ever been in a group of people and you just blurted something out and you knew at that moment you should have kept your mouth shut. But now it's out there. Right? Everybody's done it. And now it's out there. There's only one, there's one way to keep from doing that. Walk in love. Follow, follow him. Let him lead. Let him, let him take you the direction he's going. If you're pursuing love, pursuing love, literally that's what that means when he, when he talks in, uh, at the end of 1 Corinthians 12, 31, and he says, I'll show you the most excellent way. It, it, it's, it's an abounding, profitable, lovely way. It, it, it's not only, it, it is completely unfailing. And when he shows it to you, what he's saying is, let me lead you in the most excellent way. Let me lead you where, where you will abound, where you will, have, you, will, you will see things happen around you that bless you every day. Amen? Why? Because when you walk in love, that's what you see. Because now you're putting God's ability out before you. Because why? Because you're a son. You're, you're a child of God. And, and you walk in the ways that he's leading. Amen? Look at, uh, look at uh, Psalm 32. <clears throat> Psalm 32, verse 8. This is good. I like this. You know, if God doesn't show up, there's nothing to say. He always shows up. He told me years ago in Bible study, because I kept thinking, Lord, if I just go up there, what am I going to say? He said, you go up there, open your mouth, I'll speak. I said, okay, I'll do that. And he's never failed me. He's never failed me. And I count on it because 
you don't want to hear me. We could tell jokes for a while. We could do a lot of things. But you don't want to hear. You're not going to get the kind of direction you need from Dave. But you will from God. Amen? And he puts his spirit in us so that we're able to actually help people that need direction. Amen? Psalm 32.8 says, I will instruct. I will instruct you and teach you. You know, instruction is one of those words that people don't like. Because that's like, you're going to tell me what to do. Instruction is the same thing as you're going to tell me what to do. Who doesn't want God telling them what to do? You know, and, and, and we're like little kids because we fight right. Amen. It's like, it's like not wanting to go to bed on time. It's best if they go to bed on time. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes we put them to bed even earlier because we're tired of them. No, no, no other parents have ever done that. But there were times where we're like, Ramsey, you've talked all day. You've got to be tired. And she literally can but instruction is one of those things you can either take it rebelliously and say, you're just tell, trying to tell me what to do, or you can say, thank you for showing me the way. Right. Amen? Yes. I remember when Ramsey was little, we bought a swing set. And, you know, all swing sets have instructions <laughs> on how to put them together. And if you follow the instructions, you'll have a swing set that works <laughs> when it's done. But I was rebellious... And I didn't, you know, I don't need the instructions. Right? I don't need instructions. I can build a swing set. I can see what it looks like. <laughs> but there is a step-by-step way to do this. And, and I start putting it together, and I get all the way to where it's almost to the end. I'm looking at this one part, and it's got, like, the whole nose of it missing. And so I find the nose. It's a rocket. You know, it's a rocket swing. and I, So I find the nose of it. And I'm like, okay, I'll get that on. And I go back, and I can't figure out how to get it on. Guess what I had to do? I had to look at the instructions. And the instructions told me that it was one of the first things I needed to do or it would not go on without taking the swing set literally apart in this place. That rocket never had a nose. I'm just telling I could lie and say I was a good dad and I took that thing apart. No, I said, let's throw this away. She'll never know. Don't tell her it's supposed to have another part. But that's instruction. Instruction will show you the way to go. The Lord will instruct us and lead us in the way we should go. He'll show you step by step how to get to where you're supposed to be at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people, with the right anointing. Amen? Think about Philip. Go, Go to Acts. Philip. Here's somebody that was led by the Lord. I got it in my notes here. Acts 8. These are leadings. Peter and John at the gate called Beautiful. No, at the, yeah, at the temple. And that was a leading because that guy had been sitting there for way more days. I mean, they'd passed by him before, right? We've We've all heard this story. We've heard it preached on. That was a leading for that moment for that time. From the Lord. Today's the day. Walk up to Him, tell Him to look at you, look on you, and when He does, tell Him to be healed and, and He'll get in and arise and walk. 
And he did, and then he danced and leaped. And huh? Yeah, if you had never walked, you'd dance and leap too. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But these are leadings. And, and here in Acts uh, 8, 26, it says, The angel of the Lord spake unto Philip. And, and people say, well, the angel of the Lord's not going to talk. No, because God doesn't want to have to send an angel every time he tells you to do something. But at this point, he sent an angel, a messenger. And guess what? There are messengers all over the world today. Everybody has their own angel, in fact, that watches over them all their lifetime, if they let him. Right? <laughs> It says every little kid has an angel that stands before the throne of God. When, when you grow up, you don't lose your angel. They don't say, oh, he grew up. Because really, how many grown-ups do we have spiritually in here? Yeah. <laughs> no, no hands. <laughs> the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, go south unto the, unto the way that goeth down to Jerusalem, unto Gaza, which is desert. And, and, and Philip went, that's not my plan today, Lord. I was going to go around this way so I could stop by and go fishing. (laughs) Did you know that when you want to be led by the Lord, you're being led by love, you have to trust in that love, that it's taking you exactly where you need to be that day, not just because you don't want to be in danger. So many people say, oh, I want to be be led by the Lord because I don't want to be in danger. No, you want to be where you can be used. And if you're not being led by the Lord, most of the day you're nowhere to be used. Even if you say something that God would have given you at the wrong place, it won't, it'll just fall on deaf ears because you're not where you needed to be to say it. Being led of the Lord means when He says go to Gaza, and get, which is a desert, He didn't tell him what He was going to see when He got there. He just told him to go. It doesn't say Philip argued. It just said, next verse, and he arose and went. People who arose and went, good things happened in their life. Did you ever notice that? Abraham, he arose and went. You know, people that arose and went when God said to, good things happened around them. Good things happened through them. And he said, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an, a eunuch under great authority, Candace, Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem for to worship. But God didn't tell him he was going to see that guy. Amen? So, yeah, he saw this guy, but he had no leading at this point other than he saw him. Amen? I was talking to Mrs. Moore the other day, and there had been a situation come up, and um, she said, she said to me, she said, I never look at this, and today I woke up, or yesterday I woke up and looked at it. And she goes, that means something. Wow. That, that, and we need to get on this. And, and those are things that we need to look at. As, as children of God, if God keeps passing something <laughs> across your, your mind, right. across your spirit, yeah. look at it. See what he's trying to say. Because so many times... By the time the fifth or sixth person's heard it, it might be at the end of the line here. Amen? How many, could have, how many people could have heard that before Mrs. Moore? Could have been me that could have heard it. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying what it was, but it's one of those situations where you always want to be hearing from God. And you want to be sensitive enough to believe that it's God. Not just you thinking of somebody. I've gotten to where I just text people now, or I just, or I call them from the church, 
and say, hey, just came across my heart, just want to hook faith with you or tell you I love you. Right? We can all do that. Because I I couldn't do that every day with everybody. (laughs) But it would be nice to know that, it is nice to know because I hear about it, that people are doing it. Amen? And so where were we? Uh, Verse 27. And he arose and went, verse 28, was returning, uh, the, the Ethiopian was returning and sitting in his chariot reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, see, all this had happened, he saw it, but he had no leading. Now he's got a leading. The Spirit said to Philip, go near and join yourself to his chariot. See, these are, these, this is somebody that woke up this morning and he said, he said, okay, Lord, what are we doing? And the Lord said, you're going to go through Jerusalem down to Gaza. It's a desert and the end. Right? Most people say, well, why, Lord? <laughs> yeah, God doesn't need people who says why. I mean, I've been one of those persons. I'm like, well, Lord, that doesn't make any sense. I could go this way and get there just as fast and wouldn't even have to mess with all that traffic. Instruction. Instruction. <laughs> We don't like instruction. We, we, like, we like to do it ourselves. I don't need your hand, Daddy. I can get across the street on my own. Instruction. And Philip's taking instruction. He's being led. He's being taught in the way he should go. And as, as he follows the way he should go, he hears the Spirit of the Lord say, Go and join yourself to him. And, and as he joins himself to him, then he begins to minister to him. Why? Because there's an anointing for him to minister to this man today. This is, this is a God appointment that was sent. Every day when we wake up, we have that ability. And, and, and we say, well, you know, I'm, I wake up and I've got to be at work. Sure you do. What are you supposed to do while you're there? Work. Yeah, you're supposed to work. But can you pray? I'm not saying take time and go in your office and stop working. That would be wrong. But did you, is anybody else thankful for the Holy Spirit? You can walk around and pray. Not even out loud. That's called show and tell. And most people don't know what you're showing or telling. They're like, they're like, we don't understand a word you're saying. You're right. You're right. You don't. Why am I speaking? Why am I saying it out loud? Because it's not helping you. But we can pray. We can, there's so many things that we can do at the leading of the Lord. You're going to go to a convenience store. You're going to go to a grocery store. You're going to go. Who knows where you're going to be that day? But you can be led in being there. And he may say, don't stop here, stop there. I remember one time I was headed home. I was on the highway. And I was driving 60 and God said, slow down to 55. And the speed limit was 60. I'm like, Lord, people mad. You know, they're going to be doing what I do. (laughs) What What I used to do a long time ago. They're going to be saying, can't you drive 60? Something wrong with the gas pedal? Come on. It's the pedal on the right. Get on it. That's not right. That's selfish, by the way. Maybe they're safer to drive 55. Now that's what we say. They're driving very safely today, aren't they? Love never fails. But he said, slow down to 55. And I said... You know, after uh, just a moment, I said, okay. Because why else would he tell me? There's got to be a reason. So I slowed down to 55, 
And I came up in the highway later, a place I would have been earlier, and there was an accident there. And, and it wasn't a bad accident, but I'd have been involved in that accident if I'd have been going 60. And, and I'm thankful that I was smart enough to listen. There are leadings. There's the voice of God, the inward witness that we just talked about. You know, Philip was following the voice of God, the Spirit of God, the, an angel, obviously, at the start of it. But every day we can wake up and know if you know you have purpose, you can work toward, you can pursue that purpose. That purpose is Christ. It's found in Christ. It's found in God. It's found in love. And every day we should pursue what God has for us that day. Yes, we have to go do our job. We, we need to, we get to go do our job. God gave us that job. But in that job, I can still listen to the voice of God and, and, and I could say something to a coworker that meant something to him that day. You don't know what's going on in everybody's life, but the Spirit of God does. The Spirit of God does and He'll, He'll, He'll lead you into things you don't know, showing you the way that you should go. Amen? And instructing you. He'll instruct you to drive 55 or to stop. You know, that, that's one of those things men gotta, they, they don't like it when their wife's over here. And all of a sudden, you're not texting, but you were looking at your phone because we don't text and drive. And she says, you need to stop. Oh, oh, I was going to. No, you weren't. You should say thank you because I was not driving good. Thank you for the instruction. You know, pride, well, it doesn't, it's rebellious and it doesn't want to receive instruction. If you can't receive instruction from anybody, God can't give you any. And he wants to instruct you. He wants to give you a step-by-step detailed plan of his heart for the day. Amen. Every day he wants to wake up and show you what he's got in his heart and show how you've got it on yours. Because when God tells you his heart, you've got it on your heart already. Amen? Because he put it in there. And you're his child. You know who Jesus had on his heart when he was on the cross? Me and you. Why? Because that's who God had on his heart. Amen? And, and these are the things that God will lead us into, but, but they are important leadings that sometimes we skip over trying to hear something from God that He's not even trying to tell us. You know, I told you last week that I spent time arguing with God about something I knew He was already telling me I needed to do. And, and we can do that all day long and distract ourselves from what God really would have us do that day. Because we just spent all our time arguing about something we knew we were already supposed to do. That though, though, that's, that's called rebellion against instruction. He, the, the instruction was already there, and you're going to end up with a rocket with no nose. I'm just telling you. You're going to end up with a rocket with no nose, and your daughter's never going to have the, her swing set be complete. It's not what we want to do. We want to be the people. In fact, as he even talks about it, go back to the, where were we? Uh, Psalm 32. So I told you I'd get here last week. It says, I will instruct, verse 8, I will instruct. That's exact wisdom and understanding. I will instruct thee and teach, direct. You know that word teach means literally, I'll point a finger in the way you should go. I will literally point my finger to where you should be. 
That's, that's, the, that's the, the, the God of the universe telling you, I will, I will be so specific, I will point my finger. You know, it's like, to Dave, I want you to sit here and point his finger. I want you to go here. See, that's what he did with, with Philip. He said, he said, I want you to go here. And he pointed, and Philip said, okay, and he went there. He, he actually followed the finger of God, if you will. And, and was right where he was supposed to be. And that's what that word teach means right there. It's, it's one of the meanings of that word. And, and he says, he says I'll, I'll teach you in the way that you shall go, and I will guide with mine eye. Amen? Which is actually his presence. So I'll guide you with my presence. What's, what's his presence? The Spirit of God in you. He's ever-present with us. He's ever-present help in a time of trouble. He's ever-present with us. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amen? And then the very next verse, he says, Be ye not as the horse (laughs) or as a mule. What's he saying? Stubborn people can't be led. You can't. Well, you can. You can be led by your stubbornness. I had somebody recently tell me, I wouldn't do this if they tackled me down and and tried to make me do it. I'm like... That's, and, and it was talking about something good, actually. I'm like, huh. I had somebody tell, tell me years ago, he said, I wouldn't believe what you just said if you could show me a thousand verses in the Bible to back it up. I'm like, you know, there, there's things, there's places where we can get so mulish that, that we can't, that God literally cannot get instruction to us. The goodness of God leads men to repentance. He's, he's trying to get his goodness out there all day long. Why? So that you won't be mulish. Right? You can turn from your mulishness and be led in his goodness. Goodness leads. Goodness will lead you to a better place. It will lead you, but you've got to get rid of the muleys. Yeah, the muleys, they, they, they will keep you back. They are selfish and stubborn. And he says they have to have a bit in their mouth. And God says, I don't want, I'm not going to put a bit in your mouth to lead you around. That's, he says, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to instruct you. I'm going I'm to give you exactness on how you should do something. But I'm not going to put a bit in your mouth. Don't be like the horse and the mule. That's why, that's why he talks about sheep. No, sheep don't need any of that. You don't ever see a sheep with a bit, bit in his mouth. You do see one walk, wander off every now and then. But you don't see one with a bit in his mouth. Well, that's how he can wander off. But for the most part, they follow the sheep ahead of them. Sheep are great followers. And that's why he compares us to sheep at those so many times. Not, he, never, he doesn't compare us to mules. Amen. Mules, mules will literally sit down at some point and not go. They'll stop right there. And, and you can't pull them because they're a mule. And, and if we choose to be like that, we can't get the first, the first verse. We can't, get, we can't get verse 8 if we're acting like verse 9. And that's what he's saying. Don't do that because I'll teach you. I'll instruct you. I'll show you the way that you should go, and I'll guide you with my presence. I'll guide you with my counsel. In other words, I'll show you what to do if you'll just do it, if you'll just listen to me and do it. And, and he's, he's still showing us what to do. Did you know that those instructions to that, to that uh, swing set were still in the box? They, they, and they never quit being instructions. 
and they never quit being right. God and His instruction and His teaching and His guidance and His leading is always right. It will never take you in the wrong way. And, and see, that's what... Why would we want to be a mule? Why do we want to be selfish when we know He's got the right way to go? He'll show us the things we should do and He'll take us to places where somebody gets saved and baptized, just like He did Philip. He woke up that morning. He, 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 he ended up... Uh, with with the in the in Gaza talking to the Ethiopian eunuch, and the next thing he knows, he's leading him to the Lord. He's babbed, he's getting baptized, and then then he he this is when you're following the leading of the Lord, you get transported. Yeah. Glory to God! Yeah. You know we read that like it's no why because we think it's a story. It's not a story. It happened. Yeah. He got transported. Brother Moore was just talking about it what a few weeks ago. And, and these are things that follow the leading of the Lord. If he'd chosen not to do those things, not, not to wake up, he would have never been at the place where he needed to be at another place because he had to go there to get to the next place. And see, that's the things we miss out on when we don't listen at first. You know, you've heard the more say, sometimes you have to go back and do what you were told to do before you can go on to the next thing. Why? Because you missed the leading of the Lord, and it's a step we had to take. It's a step you had to take to get where you were going. Amen? Boy, He is helping us. Well, where are we going? We're, we're going where His will takes us. We, we want to know His will. Um, look, Go back to Ephesians 5. The Word of God is, is leading. Amen? It tells you how to walk. If it's telling you how to walk, I would call that a leading, right? I mean, if, if God tells you how to walk in love, He's telling you, follow me. Walk in love. Do what I do. Say what I do. Say. Do it the way I do it. Say it the way I say it. Don't just, you know, a lot of people, they follow, and then they, they, get, to, they get right to where He wanted them to be, and then they take off on their own. We don't quit being led by love. We let love now speak. We brought love there. Let's let love speak. We, we, brought, we brought the wisdom of God there. Let's let the wisdom of God speak. Because He's all about getting people into the kingdom of God. This, this is our purpose. When you were saved, your next purpose was to shine your light so that it glorified God. Amen? That, that's, that was your purpose. It wasn't to see how much money you could make. It wasn't to see how many cars you could put in your garage. It wasn't to see how many times you could go to church and get a badge or whatever else they gave you on Sunday because you didn't miss. Did you guys ever go to church like that? Yeah, I did. We, we got little pins, man. It was awesome. We didn't get them very often because you had to actually not miss. <laughs> But, but that's not why you're, you're here to minister to other people. Our lives are here for, because God loved us, and then he put his love in us, and then he put his love through us. And, and, and that's what we're about. Amen? He loved you and he saved you. He put his love in you. And now he said, go use my love. Go into all the world. Go into all the world and preach this gospel. Let people know how good I am. Let people know that I heal. Let people know. How, how are you going to let them know? You're going to do it. 
You're going to do it. You're going to be a part of it every day. You're going to be the one that smiles when everybody else doesn't. You're going to be the one that has peace and joy when everybody else is in turmoil. You're going to be the one that knows God heals when everybody else is telling them they're hopeless. Amen? What's, what's, what's our job? It's to bring hope. It's to continue to bring hope. Let's go that way. It's to, Jesus brought hope, and it's our job to continue that hope into all the world. Amen? Ephesians, did I say Ephesians 5? It says, says, see then that you walk circumspectly. That's a, that's a good professorly word. That means exactly. See, it says, see that you walk exactly in such a way, right, that you redeem the time in such a way that, that people see how you're walking. See that you in, in circumspectly, not as fool, but as wise. In other words, walk exactly the way God tells you because that's where the wisdom is. And what it does, he says, says, redeeming the time, making the most of every opportunity. What's he saying? In my leading, there's going to be opportunities. And and see that you walk accordingly so that you meet these opportunities. If If we're not led by God, we won't meet these opportunities. And somebody might go to hell. Don't get me wrong. God's merciful. He'll send other people. You missed it. He's got other people who will go. You know, people say, oh, I missed it, and now somebody went to hell. It's on my fault. You know, that's the devil, okay? That's not a leading of the Lord. (laughs) If you ever feel condemned, no condemnation in love. None. Not, Not any. And so the minute you feel condemned, you know it's not God. So don't follow that leading any further. Get, get, get away from that leading. But then say, Lord, I'm sorry, I'll listen. Help me, help me to listen. I don't want to miss it. I want, in fact, it's, it's not about being afraid to miss it. It's about, being, it's about really being excited not to miss it. Excited about what God is going to do through you today. That, that's what, and see, that's the mentality we got to get rid of. We got this mentality of works and, and you got to do this and I don't want to mess up. No. No. You, you want to go and follow and, and, and you don't want to be over anxious, but you want to stay close and, and you want to be excited about what God's doing in your life and doing through your life and you want to, you want to try. You want to pursue. Pursue love. And, and, and watch God work through it. And, and as He does, you'll be in the right place. You'll be redeeming the time, making, making the most of the opportunities. Why? Because the days are evil. What's He saying? People are going to hell. Let's make the most of every opportunity. People's lives are hurting. People's, their, their things are going on in their lives that are bad. And, and you have in you the answer to all these things. Be where I tell you to be, saying the things I tell you to say, be, being the person you're supposed to be at the place you're supposed to be at. And then speak in the wisdom that I give you. Amen? And as we do, we find ourselves in places doing things and, and excited about God. Why? Because God's work. When God works, how many people have ever led somebody to the Lord? Anything more exciting than leading somebody to the Lord? Goodness sakes, when I, man, when I get to pray the prayer of salvation with somebody, I'm excited. Why? Because they're not going to hell. This is important. They may never speak in tongues in this side of heaven. And I guess you don't need them there. 
but they're going to heaven someday. These arguments about what people believe or don't believe, once saved, always saved, go to church on Saturday, go to... These are... Stop. Salvation. Being born again is the first step to being a, 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 a to having the Spirit of God in you, being a child of God, and going to heaven. And, and that alone should excite every person that ever got to lead somebody to the Lord. And if you haven't, pray that God allow you to have that experience because it's awesome. But we can't get off track always searching for what God is, needs to do for us. While you're searching what God needs to do for you, you're missing what God wants to do through you. Because while He's doing things through you is when He does things for you. Amen? How many have experienced that? When you got so excited about the things of God that, that you began to pursue love on such, on such a it's hard. I mean, you ran hard after love and you looked behind you and everything else was going good. Why? Because surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Yeah. If you're being led, the Lord is my shepherd by the Lord. Amen? And, and, and he, he's already got a plan to work out. His plan was for you to love people and he'll take care of everything else. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. All these things will be added unto you. Amen? I remember when I first read that verse, I thought, well, that's all. I'm going to go seek God so I can get all these things added. It's not what he said. He said, because I, I, I was rewriting the verse. I said, seek ye first the kingdom of God so that these things could be added to me. In other words, it was a works thing that I had to do. I had to seek first the kingdom of God so that these things could be added to me. That's not what it says. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and. In other words, and's over here. You're over here seeking God. You're seeking God and stuff's just happening. You're not doing anything except seeking God. You're not seeking God so it can happen. You're not seeking God looking for it to happen. You're seeking God. You read about Abraham. You don't see where he spent days and hours looking for riches. No, he just, he just, he just followed God. And when you follow God, riches just happen. He wasn't following God to be rich. He was following God and was rich. Amen? And, and, and healing. The, the things of God are, are already ours. We have the spirit of healing in us. The spirit of being healed. And, and, and it's a matter of us seeking first the kingdom of God. And we get so caught up. The, the one thing I've noticed when I was seeking anything in my life is I got caught up seeking the, the thing more than the giver. And he, he wants, seek the giver. Amen. Seek the giver, not the thing. Because when you seek the healer, that you'll find healing. Why? Because that's what the healer has. Yeah. But you sought the healer. You, you didn't seek him as the You sought the healer. You sought the person, the, the father. And, and it was love. I don't know how I'm going to get back on my notes, but we're way out there. Where were we at? Ephesians? Redeeming the time. Wherefore, be not unwise, verse 17, but understand, understanding, 
what the will of the Lord is. And, and that's what he's saying. He said, I, I want you to hear on a constant basis what my will is in each situation that you're facing or that's, that surrounds you today. Not in your life. His will, we know what his will is. It's that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That's his will. His, his will is that nobody perish. His will is that we receive all the, all the goodness that, that has been conferred upon us through Christ. Amen. Uh, okay, look at 1 Corinthians. Well, that's where we'll close. 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 2. The goodness of God is, is something that when, if you look for it, you can't see it because it's gooder than you can conceive, which is what this, what is exactly what this verse says, um, 1 Corinthians 2.9. It says, but it, as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. In other words, man doesn't even know the things that God has prepared. And, and if you look at that, in, look at it in the Young's Little real quick so that, because remember that says hath prepared. In other words, already prepared. What, what God did prepare for those who love it. In other words, he's already prepared it. He's not preparing it. Salvation's not being prepared. It's already been prepared. Healing is not being prepared. It's already been prepared. And, and, and he's saying that, that eyes not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those loving him. Verse, verse 10, but to us did God reveal, what did he do? He, he showed them to us. He let, he let them, he led us. He revealed them to us by his spirit, by his spirit. How do you get his spirit? You get born again. All things become new. Old things pass away. Every person that the old things have passed away, they can see the new things that, that, that we now have. And he says he's revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit, the, the spirit, all things, go back to King James because Young's man, he's great to read, but man, you don't want to try to talk him. You thought King James was hard. Me, being King James, we're, kind of, we're trying to start to get along, but Mr. Young, hallelujah. For, by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Verse 11. And what man knoweth the things of man save the Spirit? In other words, nobody, nobody knows you except you. Amen? And people say, oh, I know, I know my wife better than me. I know my wife really well, but I don't know my wife as well as she knows herself. Right. There's things in her heart that no one else will ever know except her and God. Right. Amen? And that's what he's saying. He said, no man knows the Spirit of man except for the Spirit of man that's in him. And he said... Even so, the things of God, no man knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. So when he puts his Spirit in you, now you can know the heart of God. And so as, you're being, as he reveals his heart to you, you go to the places that, he, that he's sending you, and, and you do the things he's sending you to do. Why? Because the Spirit of God in you is revealing to you the things that he's... And people say, well, I want to know all the things he's conferred upon you. He's conferred hope upon you. And he said, always be ready to give an answer for that hope. Huh? He's conferred, go into all the world. 
and preach the gospel upon you. He's conferred so many other things. He's conferred prosperity on you. He's conferred healing on you. He's conferred, but he confers these things on the the reason he reveals his heart to you is so you can reveal reveal his heart to others, so that they can see his heart as he reveals it to them. After they have the Spirit of God in them, Amen. And when we when we go those directions and see those things, we begin to be led by the Spirit of God, and we begin to we begin to show His goodness everywhere we go. And we know what happens. Any, you know, you can tell why the devil fights the the message of God is good, and the true message of God is good. Not only is He good, we believe He's good. Right? We don't sing God is good all the time. We believe God is good all the time. Not because we've experienced God is good all the time, because His Word says He's good all the time. Amen? The reason to believe things is not because of your experience. The reason to believe things is because God said them. If God says them, they're true. He, he, his will is that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. In other words, I want you to be saved so that I can reveal my goodness to you. And as I reveal my goodness to you, you'll, that goodness will work through you and other people will be led through that goodness to me. Amen? And that's what he's saying. The, the, we, we, can, we can have this goodness, everything that was ever conferred upon us. You could have gotten healed from the worst of the worst diseases. And I could hear your testimony. But my faith's got to be in the Word, not in your testimony. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. It's the Word that heals, not the testimony. Testimony will encourage your, your, your healing. It will encourage your faith. They're great for encouraging your faith. Yeah. I love listening to the testimonies. Don't you guys love to hear the good testimonies of how God... But, but the reason they were healed is because God said He healed them. It was the Word that does it. And, and as, as we're led by that Word and, and we live in that Word and His Word is revealed through us, then, then we become a minister of the Gospel everywhere we go. And we become someone who, when people are around us, when they're just around us, they feel the love of God. Amen. There's something different. And it may aggravate them and it may draw them, but they're going to experience it as we follow. Amen? Stand to your feet. We could keep going, but I don't know where I'd stop. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's just so good. And, and He's doing so good of things through us. And, and, and He desires to lead us into doing those good things. We're, we are, we are uh, what's the word? We, we were pre, predestined unto good works. We were predestined unto good works. How were we predestined? Jesus died for us while we were still enemies. And in doing so, he predestined us. Every person that ever walks this planet is predestined to be saved, but they have to choose to be predestined. <laughs> they have to walk into their predestination. He, he died for everybody. People say, well, there's just going to be some that don't get saved. Yes, there will be some that, don't, that choose not to be saved. They won't not be saved because God's will was for them not to be saved. Every person ever born on this earth, it was God's will for them to be saved. Amen? And, and, and we are, we, our destination is to good works. Our destination is for God to work through us to help others, to, to help someone who's hurting, to tell somebody about Christ, 
that, that was on their way to hell the day before. To, t- to tell somebody that they can make it when, when they just don't feel like they can go on. To show them that there's something greater than what they've been serving. And if they'll serve Him, they'll, they'll know something greater. Amen? You guys got a song? <laughs>